Digaholics, good afternoon. Welcome to episode 120. Madness is like gravity. Because all you need is just a little push. Madness, as you know, is like gravity. All it takes is a little push. <laughs> Excellent, excellent, excellent. <laughs> gotta, gotta, you know, take time, uh, you know, when you're doing a podcast or, you know, you, you're doing something along these lines to make yourself laugh because sometimes there's not things in the world that you can laugh about, including our geniuses of the week this week. So a little help with the introduction there from the Joker. Uh, welcome a new audience that is now, I guess, no longer Anchor. So we're kind of going to have to change that in the beginning to Spotify platform. And bigger things are coming for the Deacon and Co. show in the future. Um, bigger moves, different sponsors, different contracts. So a lot of changes are in the progress of being made. So Deacoholics, I am sorry that there was not an episode last week. Um, a lot of things going on in the world, including March Madness. Today, the 18th of March. That would be weird, right, if it wasn't March Madness, right? <laughs> in the 18th of March. Leprechaun Day yesterday, real Laker fans don't wear green on St. Patrick's Day, you better believe it, I was decked out in purple, but the luck of the Maverick, not the luck of the Irish, helped out the Mavericks last night as a buzzer beater beat the Lakers on St. Patrick's Day, of course the Celtics don't lose on St. Patrick's Day, right, um, as they crush, <laughs> so moving forward here, a lot to cover today, um, just want to just be aware of everybody again, and I try to say this in the most humble way possible, play it safe when it comes to March Madness. So I wasn't sure if the episode was going to happen today, but I had to come on air for you guys. Um, I had to leave. Uh, I went to Atlantic City earlier in the week. I had to leave the same day I got there because I was uh, abruptly ill. I don't really know what happened. Uh, I just got um, really like high temperature. Uh, I was not tolerable to any type of noise and big shout outs to my buddy Bert <laughs> I, I get a smoking room in Atlantic City and uh you know I walk up there I smell cigars I smell incense I sell I smell blunts I smell cigarettes I go to light a joint inside the room and the fucking smoke detector goes off so you got to call this little number that's on the smoke detector and then comes Bert and uh Big fella comes up and he's like, uh, I go, how's it going? And he goes, oh, hi, I'm Bert. You know, like Bert and Ernie? <laughs> looked at him, sunglasses on, no shirt, just shorts and sandals. I looked at him. I was like, oh, come on in, Bert. Uh, smoke detector's going off and I spray a whole bunch of cologne and stuff. And I go, uh, you know, I got a smoking room. So he walkies in on the walkie-talkie and he's like, yeah, cigarette smoke. Eighth time today. Eighth time today in the Tropicana on that floor alone. Who knows about the rest of the tiers of the fucking hotel's room and accommodations for guests. But eight times in my section that that has happened that day. So Bert told me that if it happens again, call up, speak to Omar. I said, was there anything like after that, like Bert and Ernie, that I would be able to remember Omar? And Bert just starts laughing. <laughs> so 
I looked at him and I was like, all right, so what do I do when I get Omar on the phone if this happens again? I just tell him that Bert said it's a code 319. I said, you got it, Bert. Thanks. I didn't know if I was supposed to give the guy like five or ten bucks for coming up there, but that wasn't my fault that the smoke detector went off. I guess maybe it was, but I did get a smoking room, so I don't know what the deal is with that. Legalizing Jersey, when I checked into the room, nothing in the fine print said anything about smoking a joint in the room, so I don't know. Systems on the rag, who the fuck knows, whatever it was. So... Didn't get the full experience of March Madness, the reason I went there, um, obviously. So uh, got to see a couple of the games and got to see really a couple of, um, you know, different fans and whatnot that were, uh, you know, there and cheering for their squads and whatnot. And, and you know, this is no joke. You know, obviously, you're sitting there and you, know, you want $350 a day to sit at the table just so you can watch every one of these games. And uh, I made it to the first couple of games. Uh, it, it wasn't... Uh, you know, as soon as I got back to the room, and uh, it just kind of really just hit me. I guess everything, being up early, whatever it was, so, something. So, trying to shake whatever this is, came home, left there about 11.45 at night. Couldn't leave until I waited for the last ticket to cash, cash my money, and then just left. Uh, so, it was a pain in the ass, but uh, nevertheless, I'm here, back, and uh, about, I want to say, 70% basketball today, double hoops for the Rockets and the Knights. So, uh, Knights is my team, uh, so I joined this uh, little bit of this uh, rec league type of deal, so getting out there, playing some ball, and uh, they're 3-1, and one, and uh, Rockets now 3-3, three and three, so three games left, so we'll see what happens here. Um, really good feeling, you know, to, to have the opponents and uh, parents and everybody recognize when you're, when you're at this type of level with the kids, because... You can't get frustrated with the kids, especially the ones that want to play and they're out there trying to play and whatnot. Definitely a good scenario, a good feeling when you're on the winning side, but also you could still take away from something on the losing side. You always learn something, all right? Sometimes it's more um, important, I think, in my eyes to, to lose a game than it would be to tie because, you know, uh, you don't lose anything from, from um, winning, right? You don't learn anything either. So even with the in-game adjustments that you can make, at a certain age, you kind of got to say, okay, this is a wash. You know, So I can show anybody how to play the game. It's just a matter of what you do and what you realize if you're doing something wrong that they can correct it. And then hats off to these kids because they, they really did. And a good way for them to hang in there, battle tough, and just a good group of guys that I got. And it's exciting to see what the next three games are going to you know, bring for us. Uh, let's move forward here. Um, introductions here. Let's see. Met News. Uh, the video for Darkness Has a Sun came out. So if you guys want to check that out, that'll be available on YouTube. Um, obviously, we got the uh, premiere uh, 413 coming up for Metallica's new album, 72 Seasons, with the release the following day on 414. I almost feel like at this point we've already heard a quarter of the album. I believe there's going to be maybe one more song that's released next week. I could be wrong, uh, but or in the weeks to follow. But I mean, when you're out there and you're and you're producing new music, and there's nobody else that's out there doing this, you know, if you're going to turn around and, and you're going to listen to new metal and stuff, I, I guess the the really the way to do it or the way really to um, how do I say this? Uh, I guess, you know, attract your audience is to turn around and go out with 
guys that are the well-known names that you're going to draw a crowd. So I would say, I, you know, a couple different scenarios here of, of reading articles, and I've mentioned this to you guys over the course of time, that Metallica is going or allowing these guys to come out with them on tour just so they can get a name. And uh, Ghost, uh, heavy metal band Ghost, a lot of people like this band. I'm starting to get a little bit into Ghost by exploring them, so I can't give you any recommendations or anything yet, but they're halfway decent. So check them out if you guys get a chance. Ghost, if you haven't already and you don't know who they are. Um, read an article in regards to, you know, two different things I want to bring up now. Uh, one, that Ghost thanks their success to Metallica, which Loudwire will provide you that article if you're interested in checking out loudwire.com. All right? Um, and... It, rightfully so. I mean, even Greta Van Fleet should too, because the band obviously let Greta Van Fleet go out on Ice Inch Nails also, Nine Inch Ice Inch Nails. Uh, a lot to do with now the success they're going on, you know, solo expeditions and whatnot. Again, bands that have opened up for Metallica, and this is the power of what Metallica does. The other news I wanted to bring up was something that was somewhat of importance, I guess, to whoever thinks it's important, but, <laughs> excuse me, the loudwire.com site that I just provided you guys to check out the other article also provides an article of how people want to rip on St. Anger for being the worst Metallica album, but in the realm of things, it really could be Lulu. Well, Justification behind why neither one of these albums are bad albums include like Lou Reed's collaboration with Metallica on Lulu, and it might have been um, basically what I've been telling you guys this whole time about the album, um, the new album is, you know, or definitely some songs by other artists and, and definitely happened on the, the most recent Megadeth album as well. Um, the sound and the instrumentals do not match up to the voice who is singing it. Um, it doesn't sound like those two belong together. And that's very important for a metal song because thinking about it like this, and, and I was in the shower earlier this morning thinking about the perspective of, yeah, I can write a pretty dope song. I can write, you know, as a writer, you know, I could write a nice song. But my, my nice song might not be a nice song because it may not match the sound that I need to hear. So in most scenarios, when it comes down from making music, especially when it comes to the genre of heavy metal, you got to have the instrumental first, then you could pencil in what song, what lyrics are going to pop in your head from hearing that sound. Um, you know, and I know a lot of artists that happen to do it that way, and, and metal, rock and roll might be the two hardest genres, you know, that really kind of require you to have your instrumentals before the lyrics when it comes down to writing a song. When it comes to country music, how many, how many artists out there, and no disrespect to country music, but how many artists out there are buying songs from ghost writers, no pun intended there, but they don't match what sound they have. I mean, unless they turn around and they buy the song and then they're like, oh yeah, I got a sound that's going to match that. Because most of the time, you're not going to have the song written for you and the instrumentals written for you when it comes to ghost writers. It may be a once in a while thing where you, you know, get a song from an artist, wrote the song and says, okay, this is my take of it. I don't want to do it. And then it goes off to somebody else. I mean, that's happened many, many times in country musicals, especially that that has happened. So 
that's where it kind of stands there. So that's going to bring us right down into our hot take. Right? And what is Metallica's worst album, St. Anger or Lulu? So to, just to defend St. Anger, just a tad, all right? And uh, we had Ride the Lightning's birthday come out a couple weeks ago, right? Um, you know, uh, you, you turn it around and you're looking at this from the perspective here, right? Um, really, St. Anger is just an album that is keeping up with the times of the 2000s era. Lulu was a project that Metallica and Lou Reed did together, which did not fan <laughs> favor or fan well with the fans, uh, you know, because it just wasn't there, wasn't the sound. So I'm going to always defend both of these because I'm a fan. I like Lou Reed. I think Lou Reed um, is just, um, when it comes down to like creating songs, I think Lou Reed is the type of guy that you see in the lounge. He's more like the lounge. A lot of uh, bands that came out in like the 80s, I got Zebra, uh, you know, another lounge band that was great, another one, Rat. I think Rat was not the band that was going to sell out arenas, and I don't think Lou Reed was that guy either. Um, as much as I love this next artist too, Jackson Brown. To me, I've seen Jackson Brown twice. I've seen him in an intimate setting and in a smaller venue, and then I saw him in a stadium show. I don't. I did not sell out the show, and the intimate setting room was by far one of the best performances of classic rock that I've ever seen in my life. It was a Hammerstein Ballroom, and it was really one of the most amazing things that I ever got to see. So, for that aspect of things, tackling on classic rock and heavy metal, you obviously see sometimes doesn't work in the aspect of Lulu. If you have not heard Lulu and you want to attempt to try this, I'm going to tell you that it's not like anything that you've ever heard before. And after listening to this, if you hated St. Anger, you might turn around and say, well, St. Anger ain't so fucking bad. <laughs> so my answer, Lulu, but again, I still defend it. I still own it. And um, it's, it, it's, it's got a special place in the rock and roll world that that was done, that you can have that collaboration between the two of them. And give it a chance for yourself. You might turn around and say, okay, well, I maybe like it, you know? There's a lot of times where, even with Kirk Hammett's EP, Kirk Hammett obviously is not a singer, but how many times do we hear him on the backgrounds and the vocals yelling, Bastard, you know, or whatever else that he yells and chimes in with uh, on each given show? Uh, you know, I told you guys that was like a sound that like you would never hear before. It's a meditational type of sound. So, you know, even if you're just having a rough day or whatever the situation is, you pop that on, he gives you the difference of the tempos and the thrash and the slow side and all of that just to take you away and paint a picture inside your head. That kind of music is more along the lines of like what you want to call classical or if you want to call like soundtrack music to the, uh, you know, to a movie or something. So it takes a lot of credit and a lot of talent for people that are doing movie soundtracks like that, that are in charge of the music to do it. So crazy, really, really, really crazy is. That being said, let's bring us down into our sports update. As I mentioned, it is March Madness, and we are in round two. So this afternoon's round two matchups here, you have Fur Furman facing San Diego State University, Duke playing Tennessee, Arkansas Razorbacks, the Kansas Jayhawks, Princeton and Missouri, Auburn, Houston, Penn State University, Texas Longhorns, two more to close out the night. 
Northwestern playing UCLA, Maryland, and Alabama. Um, very good, very good tournament thus far. All right. Um, hats off to uh, the upsetters last night. Okay, uh, Fairlane Dickinson, uh, who comes off and is the one of the only two, meaning there was only one more who did this. Who uh, number sixteen seed, the lowest seed, beating the highest seed in Purdue. Now I've been telling everybody pretty much all year of like how I don't really particularly think Purdue is a good team. I don't think that they should have held the number one spot at all. Um, so for this aspect of things, you know, they got beat and then they got beat by a better team who was coming in hot, and it was just a different scenario yesterday for uh, Purdue, and and it, it looked good. For uh, Fairlane Dickerson, who will be on um, their path tomorrow night, um, which will also, you know, again, so this is continuing on round two for tomorrow, starting off in the afternoon. Pittsburgh and Xavier, Kentucky and Kansas State, Michigan State versus Marquette. Then we have St. Mary's, Connecticut, Creighton and Baylor should be an excellent game. Then we have, as I mentioned, Fairlane Dickerson is going to be playing FAU, who is the first um, in the U Conference USA bracket, okay? So, big win for them last night, all right? And then you have, uh, close it out tomorrow, is Miami and Indiana, and then the TCU Horn Frogs going to be playing Gonzaga Bulldogs. Um, big W last night, for, or a couple nights ago, for or Gonzaga. And, you know, just thinking about this from the perspective here, you know, they're playing pretty much basically two rounds, you know, obviously, um, <laughs> this weekend. So we're starting off. So you had Thursday started us off Thursday, Friday. Then you go Saturday, Sunday is round two. So this is already, you know, fairly, you know, going to be done fairly soon in the next couple of weeks. So we'll see what happens here on how it pans out. Excellent group of games there. And if you get a chance to check this out, really, really should check it out. Um, Moves in the NFL. So many people moving teams and doing their things. We're going to have to do some type of special uh, for you guys. But the big note uh, for Jimmy Garoppolo to the Raiders is a big move. And moving around place to place uh, just to try to really, I guess, understand, make money in this game. Just defensive losses uh, for the Eagles that have lost Hargrave. They um, have... Also lost Miles Sanders to the Carolina Panthers. And this is the thing that I'm like, you're in a rebuilding process. So if you're a guy like Miles Sanders, why would you not try to restructure your contract to try to get back to the Super Bowl with the Eagles? It just doesn't make sense to me at all. So on the move still, you still have, um, you know, uh, Derek Carr, who had moved now to down to the Saints, and now that kind of opens up now that division of saying, okay, well, now with a halfway decent quarterback, let's see what it is. Maybe Carr has a newfound career. Come to New Orleans, you know, let's see what happens from there. A um, lot, a lot of stuff to talk about. I've got to run a special for you guys, a touchdown report with all the stuff that's going on. So I'm not going to bore you today with the rest of that. Early action in the NBA today, the Denver Nuggets are traveling to Madison Square Garden to play the Knicks. Orlando Magic in L.A. to play the Clippers. Tomorrow night they'll play the Lake Show. Philly in Indiana, Minnesota, Toronto, Miami, Chicago. Sacramento Kings traveling to the Washington Wizards. Golden State Warriors playing the Memphis Grizzlies. And the Boston Celtics traveling to the Utah Jazz. Uh, crazy note about the, the Golden State Warriors is they're like three 
Um, I do believe like uh, 3 and 27 or 28, 29 now. 3 and 29 on the road this year uh, with a 36 and 35 record. So you lost how many games? It literally comes down to you've won three games on the road. So this is not good, especially for Golden State if they're looking to do something because everybody's so close in the West. These teams that are sitting in four through ten any given day could bounce around and uh, be in spots uh, that are playoff contention without having to play the play-in. You know? And that's the crazy thing about this is, is that there's about approximately 11 games left for all the NBA teams. And this season has flew by so fast. It, it really, really has. On the last note of things here, well, almost last note, uh, you have the Pittsburgh Penguins traveling to play the New York Rangers again for the third time this week. Colorado Avalanche playing the Detroit Red Wings in Detroit. Boston Bruins in Minnesota to play the Wild. Winnipeg traveling to Nashville to play the Predators. Edmonton Oilers playing the Seattle Kraken. Carolina Hurricanes traveling to Philly tonight. Ball, uh, New Jersey Devils are playing the Florida Panthers in Florida. Toronto, make-believes, make-believes, traveling to Ottawa to play the Ottawa Senators. Ladies and gentlemen, decoholics of all ages. Odd drum roll there, but there is a hockey night in Canada. Montreal playing the Tampa Bay Lightning in Tampa Bay. Dallas is playing Calgary in Calgary. Vancouver traveling to L.A. to play the L.A. Kings. Chicago Blackhawks traveling to Arizona to play the Coyotes. And the New York Islanders are in San Jose tonight in the tank. So XFL going down. We had the um, game that went down on, I believe it was uh, Thursday night. There was a game. Um, and that was the Seattle Sea Dragons traveling to the Houston Roughnecks, and the Seattle Sea Dragons took that game 21 to 14 for Thursday night. Now we sit uh, tonight. We have seven and ten FX for both of these games. The DC Defenders at the St. Louis Battle Hawks, and then we have the Orlando Guardians at the Vegas Vipers. Then tomorrow, only one game going on at. Uh, 10 p.m. on ESPN2, the Arlington Renegades and the San Antonio Brahmas, which should make out to be a decent game. Um, XFL is only a 10-week season, I do believe, and this is we're at the halfway mark, so this is week five. Um, and then all games next week will be Saturday. And then some weird effect that there's a Monday game, switching the schedule up a little bit. Um, so... If you haven't had a chance to check this out, I've been saying this, all right? So the playoffs are coming here, all right? Semifinals in the championship, we already know. Uh, April 29th and 30th, and then the XFL championship is going to be on Saturday, May 13th. So everything is coming up pretty quick, you know, in this aspect of things, whether we want to believe it or not. We're only, you know, we're obviously halfway through the XFL season. Um, I, I've watched, all right? I've given this a chance, all right? Um... I think that if they expanded a little more and they brought in some more players and you know from different aspects of things of you know being able to you know uh, if you're if you are if you really are okay a um, you know a professional league then you should be able to uh, the NFL should not be the only one that drafts you you should be able to have like the XFL draft or the USFL draft if that's the case that happens and it comes down to it so. For, for this to, you know, can expand and whatnot, I guess you have to try to get more fans involved in this. And the places that they have, the cities that have the teams, they are playing 
you know, well, and people are showing up. There's only like one or two teams that are kind of shitty. I know there's only eight, but you know, you got to have some type of, uh, you know, uh, skill set, or you got to have some type of, uh, you know, margin for error here when it comes to, you know, okay, well, listen, we got a ten game season. If we're one and four after the first five games, something's got to give. We're in the bottom half of the league, so. The crazy scenario, I guess you could say about this is, obviously only the top two teams make this. So from each conference being that there's four and four. So you play the top best team in the conference, right? Which could end up being, you know, uh, I guess one of your division rivals, obviously. And then you, you play one other team in the other conference for the championship. So really not much room for error here. You need to have your record. You need to win your games and do what you got to do. So keep you updated with that as well. Topic number two here, because our sports update, I always say it's topic number one when I start off here, but the sports topic itself takes up its own space and bullshit that have to be rambled out before we can start into something that might be interesting to those who don't give a flying fuck about sports, right? Whoo! It's a mouthful. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, decaholics of all ages. Topic number one here, real, real life scenarios, all right, made out to be worse for our entertainment. Well, what do I mean by that? So, you got a couple of cool things that are coming out. You got a couple of good movies that are, you know, coming out. And um, just people's reenactments of movies. People who turn around and people who um, take things. Like, for instance, um, Cocaine Bear. Movie that came out, you know, a little bit ago. All right? A month ago, less than that, right? Maybe, maybe longer, okay? Excuse me. Cocaine Bear is based on a real story. It's based on true events that happened in the United States where some drug lords came in and dropped some um, bags of cocaine, a shitload of them, in the forest inside of Chattanooga State Park in Georgia. Now, <laughs> guy turned around and had so much bags of cocaine on him, I guess, I don't really know what he was going to do, hijack the plane or whatever the situation was, or that was the drop point, okay, because the, the movie only gives their perspective of it. Uh, parachute never opened when he jumped out of the plane with all the blow because he had too many bags on him that weighed him down and he died jumping right out of the plane. That's kind of got to be scary. So now, to this day, they say that not all the cocaine has been discovered. Some of it may be hidden in the caves over there. Some of it may be, you know, washed away or eroded or, you know, rain and shit fucking, you know, made it dissolve and go away. Who Animals obviously consumed it with the name of the movie Cocaine Bear. But inside of this movie, they made it out to be, um, you know, just so much more worse than it was. I mean, yeah, it's already a horrendous thing. But now this bear's doing all the drugs. First things first is... The, in the movie itself, the bear kills about maybe, I want to say, 9 to 12 people if you haven't seen it. Plus, he's doing like 9 to 12 kilos per every time that you see him. So, the bear, there's no possible way that the bear could have lived through the extent of what it was doing. Especially doing things that it normally wouldn't, like, you know, like a bear sitting there climbing up the tree. Now, no actual humans were harmed during this process, but the bear was consuming a lot of cocaine in real life. So they took it to a different level of trying to entertain us. But meanwhile, this is a scenario in which now, what do you do? And I'm not representing PETA here. And they're not somebody who I'm interviewing with to sponsor the Deacon and Co. show. But thinking about it like this, you just gave this bear a bad rap because you turned around and said that the whole movie that he was doing drugs. So what what is you know what is going on here? Like why would you why would you do? I mean, obviously for entertainment purposes. But what else does that? 
what else is another scenario that does stuff like that? Man, well, maybe the, you know, D.B. Cooper and, you know, the stories of him of everything that is live and people that rob banks and, you know, the bank robbery, true story. Like, for instance, another, you know, for our entertainment purposes, The Town, one of my top 10 movies of all time with Jeremy Renner, Ben Affleck. Um, really well done, and their rendition of what really went down was pretty accurate to what really happened in Charlestown, Boston, Massachusetts, over there. That really happened. Bank robberies were people's careers. But the thing is, is that, like, let's look at this from the perspective here. If you rob a bank, right, maybe it's not so much about that you need the money, but it's something that you do. Like, what was the itch for them to continue to do that? Like, you already had more than enough fucking money to go disappear off the grid that you kept going back for more. And, you know, and it just, maybe it was the thrill of doing it or whatever the situation was, but really just... Uh, <laughs> Crazy situations that make our, our lives and our, you know, uh, entertainment purposes and our time fly by a little more faster, right? Um, another another one that pops off the top of my head here in uh, Deacon and Co. Show, gmail.com, please. I want to know uh, if I'm missing anyone, many big ones here. Um, and, and, you know, I, it, movies and stuff in regards to, like, documentaries and stuff about, um, you know, sports and artists and stuff like that. That's, that's to me, that's, that's not really what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about a story here that happened like Jaws, okay? There was one shark biting or two shark bitings that they took out this giant great white and they took the idea of I'm going to put a shark in the water and we're going to have him kill a whole bunch of people and bite a whole bunch of people and scare the fuck out of people from going in the ocean. Well, you did a good job. Tell you that, because Jaws is the number one scariest movie of all time, for obvious reasons. Um, yeah, I don't really go in the ocean that much either. <laughs> I go in three feet, that's about it. If I see a fucking fin, I'm swinging. Um, but I would love to be in the water with a great white. Only because of the fact that the matter is, is that I know how to handle myself. Yeah, would I be scared? Yeah, absolutely. If I said to you, oh yeah, I'm going to jump headfirst into a great white, flip that guy off and hop back in the boat. Regardless if he's an animal or not. He sees that gesture, he knows I just told him to go fuck himself. So, at that point, that's when I die. But I'm not afraid to get in the water with them because I have been in the water with sharks multiple times in my life. So, turning around as a kid, just messing around. My dad had a couple of friends that had uh, these really, like, uh, big, bigger boats that were more like fishermen boats. So, went on there, and uh, my sister and I went onto the boat, and... Um, for whatever reason, we just, her and I decided that we were going to jump in the water because these guys were just kind of hanging out, um, and they were just, you know, trying to repair the engine or something happened that stalled out or something, so we jumped in the water, and there was a, uh, a shark warning that was let out over the radio, and we were in the water with the sharks about probably 200 feet away from where the sharks were swimming around, and as soon as I saw that shit, I fucking got, like, right around... To the point where I said, okay, we are going to adjust ourselves to move this way and we're not going to make any fast movements that are going to attract this thing to come toward us. And we got out of there, there was no problem. But I will tell you that they were like blue sharks, um, not the most vicious sharks, but still they were pretty big. They were like seven to nine feet sharks when we were kids. So yeah, they're outnumbering us as like, you know, three or four to one in their size. Um... Or in some cases, two to one, you know, uh, and it just basically, it was one of those scary situations as a kid where no matter how calm or how tough you can be, you may not realize it then as a kid, like that that's not, there's a difference between being tough, being smart, and then being scared. And I guess at that age, there was not a, a fear factor 
that had struck us because I cannot again give you a reasoning behind what possessed us to jump into that water. And it was right on Long Island, um, right outside the bay. So that it's obviously the Atlantic Ocean. So crazy. But that's what I'm looking for. Tell me what you think that I missed there. Uh, what is like a big event that's a good movie for our entertainment purposes? Uh, Deacon and Coach at gmail.com. So also Cocaine Bear. Very entertaining. Very funny. But it just wasn't realistic and it just didn't happen. So kind of like a double topic there for you. Like a small movie review and then getting into like the other ones. But I'm trying to think off the top of my head before we do this. I mean, I gave you the three biggest ones I could think of off the top, man. Or the two biggest ones plus the new edition one. Because Cocaine Bear, like I said, based on a true story. So crazy, crazy. And of course... With a uh, good actor in there, uh, Ray Liotta. He also was the last movie before he passed. Rest in peace. I said good actor because he's not a great actor. He had one great movie. And we all know what movie that was, okay? Going to get the papers, get the papers. Good fellas. Other than that, he was like a beeline actor. Nice guy. Maybe a nice looking guy for the women. I don't know. I don't really look at him like that. Uh, but he was a good actor at best. Wasn't a great one. Rest in peace. Did a good part in this one. But um, played a dick, so... Obviously, he's the antagonist, so wasn't really a good part, but he performed it well. Again, really out of rest in peace. Want to bring up two small notes here that we still have a couple of good video games that are coming out here before I bring us down into Genius of the Week here, and you're going to love this one, all right? So, uh... Crash Bandicoot is coming out with something that's kind of like a uh, Mario, Super Mario, Smash Brothers type of deal coming out supposedly next month. I have not seen a release date for this game yet. Just said April on all the um, forums that I've been on. And also you have MLB The Show coming out as well, the new edition one. PlayStation users, I think they something somebody told me it might be on Xbox now too. I could be wrong or whatever, but... PS5, way to go, best way to game, fastest lagging when you deal with different units. So if any time that you guys are gamers out there that are experiencing that, understand that it might not necessarily be your Wi-Fi. It might necessarily be that, that somebody else is playing you on a PlayStation 4 um, or a different cross-platform uh, game. So just keep that in mind as well. Always good to keep your systems updated as well. Uh, just obviously, right? <laughs> so... That being said, genius of the week here. This is a goodie. I had this happen to me one week ago. And, you know, the, the crazy madness of things that happen, again, I, I really can't, if, if I'm not, you know, if I'm not with, you know, somebody or, like, if, you know, I can understand how people could say, like, hey, listen, um, you know, basically some things may have been... Um, you know, far-fetched or anything along line, uh, you know, along those lines. I tell you that, listen, I love when people are with me because then it just makes it so much more fun. And, you know, like, dude, I really can't tell you, like, the truth about it, okay? So, why, why people do what they do, why people think that it's okay to do the things they do, I really can't give you that answer. And each time that something like this happens, okay... It just cracks me up, and it just proves to the point here of what exactly happened, okay? Um, of what, you know, possesses the mind to go step out of its head or its cranium. Whopper, junior, 
double, triple whopper. Flame grill taste with perfect toppers. I rule this day. Lettuce, mayo, pickle, ketchup. It's okay if I don't want that impossible or bacon whopper. Any whopper my way. Yeah, absolutely. A little introduction there. So, uh, Burger King happened. All right. So, a uh, new guy was there training. I, I don't eat at these establishments often, but uh, was on the go last Sunday night. Didn't have much of a choice uh, but to either starve for another four hours or get some Burger King. So, got some Burger King. Uh, order was like $33 and uh, $32.80. So, uh, you know, new guys, I always try to give them a little bit of slack. The guy was really, really nice and whatnot. So I turned around and, uh, I hand the guy $35 and he was like, actually, he accidentally puts in $25 into the register, which means that he has to put in, uh, that there's another 10 and he doesn't know how to do that. So he calls over the manager who is super friendly, super nice. And the woman is, uh, not American. I'm just going to leave it at that because you all know that there is no racism on the Deacon and Co show. I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, so she turned around and she's like, don't worry, just relax. This is what you do. And she's explaining to him and she's saying, sorry to me. And I'm like, oh no, no, it's perfectly fine, miss. No worries. And so she turns around and they can't figure out how to do it or something error processed and he did something else wrong or whatnot. No big deal again. So she took a look at the order again, 3280. And she goes, don't worry. I'm good at math. I got this. Who needs a calculator? Turns around and Decaholics, I handed her $35 and she handed me back $4.75. Now, if you did the simple math there, if it's $32.80 and I handed her $35, I'm supposed to receive back $3.20. So now I got an extra dollar and 55 cents. Why is this remarkable and why is this a genius of the week? Well, because of the little jig that she did with it. Don't worry! I am excellent at math, great at math, loved math. Who needs a calculator when you got me? Well, let me tell you who needs a fucking calculator. Burger King does because you keep giving people a dollar fifty extra on every customer. You're losing money. Like, what the fuck? So that one just cracked me up and, and just the whole process of it. And I'm just sitting there and I just look at her and, you know, Sometimes the right thing to do is to turn around and say, like, all right, listen, you made a mistake or this or that. But I could just tell the way that she was that if I would have brought to her attention that she had given me an extra dollar fifty, it might have broken her spirit. <laughs> so I said, thank you. Have a nice night. Got out of there. And then as I drove off the next exit, I looked at my change, looked at the receipt and made sure that all the food was in the bag after that point. Maybe should have did that while I was in the parking lot still, but just the whole scene of events in the day leading up to it prior, I wanted to get the fuck home. It was late, and I wanted to get the fuck home before anything else. Genius of the week there. Absolutely. Rapids here, ladies and gentlemen. Decaholics of all ages, number one here. Who takes it all? Well, I got UCLA, or I got Sleeper, Arizona State, in the tournament, taking this one. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, I, I think that... Uh, I think that it's going to be a good uh, outcome, and I think the Final Four is going to be really good with some good teams in there that can really play the game of basketball. 
Uh, rapid number two here. And all the offseason moves, the rumor about Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Why? Uh, I'm going to leave you with a simple answer. I don't know. If Aaron Rodgers is looking for a last hope or a last year or two on a career to get to the Super Bowl, I can guarantee you right now the Jets aren't his answer. Jets are not the answer for anybody. The Jets need a lot of work and a lot of things that need to get redone, including the offensive line, for them to even be contenders or even talked about. Aaron Rodgers is going to have the same problem that he had in Green Bay if he goes to the Jets. Lack of receivers and a lack of an offensive line. Don't do it. Best song off of the new album thus far, Luxy Turner, hands down. Um, it's going to be our opener, and I expect the uh, rest of the album to be a lot better than this and give us some more of what we got you from the Hardwired album in the last album that was released by the band. Our corner of positivity today, we're going to, because it's a basketball episode, I guess, since we're talking about it, we're going to turn around here and we are going to give you a corner of positivity, inspirational quote by Kobe Bryant himself. This is the Mamba mentality. It's a consistent quest to try to be better today than you were yesterday and better tomorrow than you were the day before. Kobe Bryant. And yeah, rightfully so. And when you turn around and when you think about that for a second, it's basically what I've been telling you guys every week on this show is just try to be the best person that you could be every single day in every aspect of life. Not only just basketball, but just being a partner, uh, being a friend, being somebody who holds the door for somebody who's elderly, somebody who, uh, you know, says, hey, uh, uh, have a great day to somebody or smiles at somebody. It's just the little things in life that could set somebody to up to have a great day. Thank you. Big birthday shout-outs to our dear buddy, Jordan Blackhurst of Minnesota. Happy birthday, my friend. He celebrated a birthday, and I wanted to take the time to give him his shout-out because Jordan's a good friend of the Deacon & Co. show, and we look forward to kicking it with him, not this year, but next year in Minnesota when Metallica goes back into the Vikings stadium. Very big Vikings fan here, Jordan is, and... Uh, that stadium is pretty magical since it seems to be the only place where the Eagles can win a fucking Super Bowl. So I definitely look forward to going back there and to uh, hanging out with Jordan, rocking out. And this is going to be good. Metallica in Minnesota, excellent. Now, whew, that was an episode for you guys. Not sure what the plan is for the upcoming future of the Deacon and Co. show when it comes to next weekend's episode. Might be an episode, might not be. I don't know. Can't promise you that. It's got to see how the rest of the week pans out. It's been absolutely crazy with all kinds of sports going on um, and playing sports, too. It's been pretty crazy coaching, playing, uh, baseball, doing everything. So crazy madness going on. Uh, but that being said, we'll definitely talk soon, whether it be this week or next week. I don't know. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. I hope you all are safe and are doing well. Follow me on the majors of social, Deacon and Co. Show, Instagram and Twitter, Deacon and Co. Show at gmail.com if you want to leave a line. But for now, Deacon is out.